Hey friend, welcome to the Get Rooted in Health podcast. I'm Gabby Flater, a faith-led wife, mom of three, certified nutrition consultant, personal trainer, and passionate about changing lives. I know how frustrating it can be to navigate the health and wellness world. You want to be motivated to prioritize your well-being and wish you were more educated when it comes to cultivating a healthy home. Maybe you're a mom who's completely burnt out and needs a fresh perspective on life, or you're searching for a place to feel seen, heard, and encouraged in a godly manner. No matter if you're doing the dishes, getting your sweat on, or drinking reheated coffee while watching the kids play, there is always an opportunity for growth. If you are ready to finally take action about these desires and are ready to learn, grow, and transform your mind, then you are in the right place. It's time to establish deeper roots so you can enjoy a more fruitful and fulfilling harvest. Let's dig in. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode on the Get Rooted in Health podcast. I hope this episode finds you well, that you are embracing a new month. We are in March. Can you believe it? I'm all about the new months. So, I don't know. There's just always like this new feeling Like, I'm kind of over the whole new year. Like, it has to start on the first of the new year kind of thing. You can start anytime. Or you can start the first of the month. So, just love, you know, the new month. And then you reflect back on the last month. What did I do well? What could I do better? Excuse me, do better on? um, What are my goals? What are my focuses? Um, But also, March is like a really big month. It's a huge month for many reasons it holds some good and some hard some hard um in there so we've got baby coming it's baby month officially which is wild and then we've got my birthday at the very end of the month big 30 it's a big year it's a big year and then we have this podcast one year anniversary coming up on March 12th and then passing anniversary of my friend on the 13th. And yeah, it's just all the things. And then it's gardening, indoor planting season. So I need to get my button gear for that. And um, yeah, so just trying to embrace it all. And yeah excited for what March is going to bring. I mean, I know what it's going to bring for sure is a new human, (laughs) which is wild. I'm going to have another human to take care of. It's a crazy responsibility. You're like, I have to keep this thing alive. How have I kept these other three living things alive? It's, it's, it's pretty crazy what, what we accomplish as moms and what we do and how we care for and raise our children um, yeah, but excited. I'm, I'm excited to be on the other side of pregnancy in the, you know, in, in the postpartum and newborn snuggle phase. Um, so that is to come and we are going to chat on that today. Actually, I'm just going to kind of go off script and just like share a little bit of my plan, um, in terms of just my birth and what my goals are and what I'm hoping um, the outcome will be, you know, what how, how I plan to approach it and how I've approached my other births and um, just my mindset going into it. And clearly, I'm taking a lot of deep breaths. We 
<laughs> we're at that point. So bear with me um, as, you know, my oxygen levels are not at their peak. Um, this baby is taking up a lot of things um, lately. And, um, but really quick, before I jump into that, I want to tell you guys something exciting. As I did finally finish and complete and pass my pre-postnatal fitness specialist course. So I have to maintain um, a certain number of continuing ed every two years for my personal training. And I knew that this was something that I definitely wanted to start um, getting more knowledge and resources in um, like that realm in terms of the female population that have had children. And um, definitely there are more things that I have my eyes set on. But um, for now, this was definitely um, a doable course I guess we'll just call it um so I got that done and completed and I'm just so grateful and I just love um being able to have you know I'm, I'm always looking to grow and learn and expand my knowledge um and and fill my library with resources so that like for me personally but then also so that I can help you so that I can help others so super excited to have that under my belt and um be able to to use that as well to renew um, my certification that'll be up in June so um, yeah all all really good things so um, it is a little so this episode is going to air in a little bit this is I'm recording on March 1st actually here um, but I will be 38 weeks tomorrow so when this episode airs on Monday, um, I will be 38, just a little over 38 weeks. And um, yeah, this is baby number four for me. So if you're new to the podcast or anything, um, I have three other children ranging from six, three, and uh, 21 months as of tomorrow will be my youngest. Um, she will be 21 months old. So she doesn't turn two until June. So our kids have gotten progressively closer <laughs> each year uh, or each pregnancy. Um, uh, yeah, and that's a whole other story um, in and of itself with how we've managed to just always have surprise babies. <laughs> um, so this one happened a little sooner than we planned, but uh, God, he just is going to work in all the details and will give us the grace and the strength to get through um, these years where it's like, man, the thickness of parenthood and little people. It is not for the faint of heart. It is no joke. Um, but we are, we just, we love, you know, aside from that hard, we love being parents. And I, especially like as you start to watch, like I'm watching my, my oldest, my six-year-old, like just his athleticism and like the connections he's making and the emotions that he starts to have and communicate and the skills and the passions that he shows interest in of course they're going to change over time because he's six and so one day he might really be into one thing and you know the next week another thing but like just love watching them grow and learn and um, have bigger conversations with them. So uh, we always have talked to our kids like with big, you know, big words. Like we're we're not here to baby our children. So we, we um, you know, have children that will talk with us and, and we talk with them um, like 
they're adults <laughs> half the time. So um, it's just neat to to see some of that coming to fruition as you know my oldest is getting older, and I'm like, wow, we did that. We raised we raised this this guy, this cool guy. So moms, you're doing great. If you have littles and they're not quite at that like you know older age past five just wait and you're gonna just your heart's just gonna like explode out of your body and be like oh my gosh look at all they are accomplishing and doing like it's crazy like watching him do his his homeschooling math and stuff and then you know he's he's mastered reading like I would just say it, he's mastered it like holy smokes he can do story problems and figure them out and it's like I I'm blown away so there's my sappy moment but coming back to babies and birth um yeah so our children have gotten closer each time and uh yeah I'm just a little unpredictable on the um hormone cycle thing so (laughs) we'll just go with that and um yeah so this baby will uh is due in quotes uh, the guest date we'll say is March 16th and um, yeah we're in that that home stretch I've had early babies and I've had late babies one late baby and so this I'm not really sure um, where it's gonna land I have this in- inkling feeling is that the right word inkling um, yeah that uh, she, she's gonna come early why I'm not really sure maybe it's just me wanting her to come (laughs) but um yeah she's definitely already she's head down I got that confirmed by my midwife and I just I feel it I feel it down there and I'm just like you want to come out don't you (laughs) but uh no they can they can choose to stay in there um, until they're ready so um we shall we shall see but honestly like I don't there's no rhythm or rhyme to any of it no matter what mom what pregnancy like a mom could have her babies all on the due date and then there could be a mom where they're all over the place and here I am having one six days early one three days early and one two day two weeks late two weeks late but that one we did not do an ultrasound early on so therefore I think our guess was just way off because, again, like I said, my hormone slash menstrual cycle stuff is just a whole nother story. So, um, yeah, I think we were just way off. So, um, yeah, I'm not really sure what to get here. And I'm not here to be like, okay, there's this pattern. And so this one should probably be, you know, like it's it's so different where people are like oh do you feel different when you had a girl or when you had a boy and some people say yes and some people are like no and I'm like all my pregnancies have been the same I I have no complaints they've been very smooth I'm very grateful for that because that's not always the case yes I always carry the um, initial fears until you get past a certain point and you know just some of those things that, you know, we carry as moms is we're, we're carrying a human life inside of us. And there's so many things unknown because we can't see. We, we just can't see. Um, or we can only see so much via you know, ultrasounds or labs or any of that. So, um, yeah. So, 
with that, yes, I've had early and I have had late. And all of my children, so my, and this isn't to say there's anything wrong with any women, you know, decide to want to use some form of, uh, not intervention, but like the drugs or whatever you want to call it, the painkillers, the, you know, the epidural, the uh, Pitocin, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Like you are free to do what you want because it is there. we, We have that option. My goal is to share my experiences from my viewpoint and also what inform women so that they can make a better informed choice because when we don't know we are just following the crowd and and here I mean I'm sure if you've picked up on if you've been listening to these episodes and follow me online and just are picking up what I'm putting down like I go against the grain I tend to go against I go upstream while everyone's going down like if everyone's going one way why is there another way um, and that's not the case for everything in life. Uh, but I feel that so much has changed and shifted to become more convenient in our world and society for doctors and just the lifestyle we've created in this world versus like Little House on the Prairie days, like back then now do I wish to be back then no not really because they didn't have access to a lot of great things that we do now for emergency purposes but um I think something got lost there was there is something that's missing and it's created this struggle for so many women I think that just don't know um some of the beauty that can come out of uh, a natural birth um some of the things that can be avoided if you were to let your body do its thing, um, if you were to say no to X thing, you know, um, there, I mean, there's just so many things and it can be a touchy topic. And, and again, I'm not here to force things upon you. I am here in this space sharing freely my personal story, viewpoints, my journey, um, what I have learned. I mean, goodness gracious, my husband and I, I wonder if the book actually is right here. Um, oh, it is. Let me grab it. Um, Excuse me. It is the Bradley Method, um, which is a husband-coached birth. And somehow, so I knew that I really wanted to approach when I was pregnant with my first, like, natural birth. Like, okay, what does that mean? Um, You know, what resources do I need to start adopting that mindset and and how to approach it because I I don't know and um this Bradley method was something that I learned of and a lady local um she did a course in her home and she was she's a doula and um my husband and I he he was not very thrilled in the beginning we took a 12-week course and we went through this book and we watched videos and um, just we had a little class with a few other couples that were expecting, obviously. And um, at the end, my husband said that he was very grateful for it, minus a couple classes that maybe he could have done without. And I said, I totally get it. Um, 
but he was very grateful for it because then at the end he was like don't you dare go and hire a doula and spend the money on that if you made me go through all of that you have to give me a, a chance uh and I said great let's do it like you and me we're we're gonna do this together and you're gonna be my my go-to and my support and he wanted to be there and um you know there were things that he was standoffish about in the beginning like I'm not gonna catch the baby I'm not gonna cut the the cord I'm not you know all the things and then like in the moment I remember when the midwife was like do you want to catch him or do you want to cut the cord and he was like yeah like and he did it and so he was there for all three of my kids um I've never hired a doula alongside I mean I've had some resources just for questions on the side some some good friends but he has been my my go-to and I have absolutely loved sharing that experience with just him uh, and, and being able to, you know, him speak up for me and him and I be on the same page and talk about our birth plan together. Like it's super sweet, um, to, to just prepare for that together. And they even gave, um, at the end of the class, like this little like ringlet of, um, little cue cards like this is when transition happens and this is what phase one of labor is like he could like it was like uh little notes um to help him through the process and remind him like oh yeah um what does this mean or oh yeah like I could say this to her or you know this is this should be the phase that she's in now or yeah this is what she needs when she's in transition so just different things in different terms um he doesn't really refer to that anymore but because he knows basically um a lot of that and how how I work and and how we work well together and um what I need and uh it's it's crazy it's such a different bond and a different experience um to have your partner um experience that with you and and do it together I mean he can only do so much (laughs) But, you know, um, that's like the whole other side of it where it's like they have a whole different perspective. It's crazy. It's wild. What they see, you know, their experience versus my experience, it's like night and day difference. Um, But we took that course just one time. I did a refresher course by myself. It was just like if you need a refresher from the course, you know, I have a day training. And so I went to one of them. Um, when I had my second or before I had my second, just to remind me of some things. And, um, it it was a good way to talk to people and, and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, by now I'm just kind of like, I've got some resources. There's things on Instagram that I've watched and saved. There's people I've talked to. I've gone through my own course with, you know, this pre postnatal fitness stuff, like continuing to surround myself with the things that are going to support, the goals that I have and so I've been able to um, have the goal and intention of having a natural vaginal birth with my children all three of my children have Um, and I've actually been able to do it within a hospital setting and so I think that's one thing that's uh, put a different twist on um on it because some people just assume that oh she just has a home birth and all of that uh actually I I've I've birthed at the hospital every time um learn things along the way each way of of you know maybe some things that we can still say no to and um not get away with but um it's not necessary and we know how to speak up and um yeah n- not necessarily 
need to, you know, they're just following their protocol. I don't, we don't necessarily have to follow that protocol. (laughs) This is the least amount of times I've seen a midwife in this pregnancy. Like I don't go as often as the routine schedule because I just, and she's not concerned either. If there were concerns, absolutely, we would be making different choices. But, you know, um, it's, if there's no concern on my end and none on hers, then I'm just kind of free to come in when I feel that it's necessary or best and, um, yeah, that's just kind of, you know, I, I've learned to question the system. And so there's nothing wrong with questioning your doctor, your care provider, you know, your OB, your midwife, whatever, questioning the medical system. I mean, if anything, hopefully, you know, within the last few years of all that's been going on, people have learned, um, to question a little bit more and just to dig and do your research and, you know, why are we doing what we're doing and what was the reason behind it becoming set up that way you know and um the way women have been giving labor and or giving birth and what they've been told and fear feared into and less empowered like holy smokes i just feel like there's so much missing like at my appointments i'm just kind of like yeah well I don't really feel like I was empowered and uplifted to like it's just as like a check off the list and it's like man I would have and hold so much different conversations if I were like the midwife <laughs> rather than just like the piddly things and oh let's check your blood pressure and your heart rate and how are you feeling and the 10 kicks in um two hours or whatever you know like baby moving oh here's the heart rate good okay we'll see you next time okay, did you want this test done? No, that's okay. <laughs> did you want the flu shot? Nope, that's okay. <laughs> um, so it's just, some of it's just silly to me. And, and I've learned to just kind of throw it off my shoulder and just be like, that's just what it is. But hey, I am free to say no to anything that I want. And you are. And so that's how I've approached a lot of it is I've I've gained more understanding and awareness and I've learned the questions to ask and I've learned to be willing to speak up. And so when there had come times when there were like different tests to be run and it was like, you know, there's actually no reason that I need to know if my, like, uh, what is it? I don't know. What do they check for, like gonorrhea or something? Or I'm not even sure. This is going to sound embarrassing because I don't even remember. But they like check for things and you're like, well, there's no possible way that I have that. So no, you're not like I'm with one man. <laughs> I don't need that test done. You know, like so research and or you can always say no. Can um, Could you explain it to me? Ask them to explain it to you. Do you have a pamphlet on it? Could Could I have some time to make a decision and get back to you? Like you can always put things on a little bit more of a of a hold. You don't have to feel like you've got to answer that question then um, without being informed and just assume that it's because it's the in your best interest or any of that. Like some of it really just doesn't, some of it doesn't apply and some of it doesn't have to matter, you know, be important to you or, um, you know, different vaccinations or, or labs or tests or whatever. So like when I had my glucose test coming up, they test for the gestational diabetes with every pregnancy around like weeks, I don't know, 26 or 28. And um, so with my first, I knew that I didn't want to drink the dyed 
super crappy drink that they give you and so I vouched for myself and I was like hey look I I saw online like would it be okay if I were to um, do an equivalent of the amount of sugar that you need me to consume by eating like a banana and drinking some orange juice in a window of time and then having my labs drawn and they were she was like absolutely like we can do that you know, just do it at this time within five minutes, you have to consume X amount of sugar and then um, come get your labs drawn an hour later or something. And I was like, great, I can do that. So that was what I did with my first. And then I learned of glucose monitoring, which actually is way more accurate, but I get it. They can't really get every woman in the world to do this because it's not, it's not fun, but Hey, here, you know, like I said, if everyone's going one way, I'm kind of like, oh, well, what's the other way? Could I do it a different way? Um, how can I be different? <laughs> how can I be more complicated, right? And um, so I would prick my finger. I, I said, hey, can I do, can I just like check my glucose levels for a week? If that, you know, how much do you need? She said a week. And I'm like, okay. So you do it fasting in the morning. So it's basically like I'm a diabetic and I have to, uh, prick my finger um when I wake up at, in fast at a fasted state before I eat and then I check an hour later after each meal I prick my finger again and I monitor my glucose levels and if there's anything out of the norm on a consistent basis then maybe there's something going on but I have been able to pass that with um, flying colors each time and so I did that for the last three pregnancies as I pricked my finger for a week and there were some times where I missed a meal or it was like whatever but if I was pretty consistent and it just like charted it on an app and I sent them the the data or I printed it off and it was like no big deal. So um, yeah, so you know, just all of the approaches of how natural you know, can I make, can I make this experience? And so, you know, my goal is to have the least interventions, the least, um, extra things put in my body. And, you know, there's so much more of that to be talked about, but really my goal with, with this pregnancy is, um, just to, to really embrace, you know, you know, the contractions that are going to come, there is going to be pain. There is going to be a lot of deep breathing. There is going to be a lot of uncomfortable moments. Um, but I am reminded of that instant moment of like when it's done and, um, you know, right now in this point of some of my, you know, exercise and fitness, like where I'm at sometimes where I'm like, okay, I'm holding a squat or I'm holding a wall sit, or I'm really tired and I'm pushing through, um, obviously within reason, like I'm not killing myself in workouts, but I'm like, no, these, these are the moments where mentally, this is what birth is, is you are, you are physically drained. You are tapped out, but you have to show up. You have to continue to hold that squat. You can, you have to continue to get through that contraction. Like, so I, I, I look at some of those more endurance type um, movements as ways of preparing mentally and semi-physically. I can't obviously mimic exactly birth, um, and contractions and all that, but it's such a great parallel of like when you're, when you want to be done, but you can't be done because it's not time yet. (laughs) The, the grit that you have to have to get through. Um, but then that instant relief, 
I mean, it's crazy. It's wild. Same with like when I finished my marathon. It's like, boom, you just, you can stop after you were running for three and a half hours. You just, you're just done. You can, you can stop. (laughs) Boom, done. You worked so hard, pushed through the pain, and then it's done. Instant gratification. You can take a break and enjoy your fruits of your labor. So no pun intended there. That was kind of funny. Fruits of your labor. Um, so yes. So basically each time, so I've had my kids all at the hospital. That's the plan with this one. I had to work through, um, whether or not I was going to do a home birth or not. And it honestly, like we've lived by the best hospital we ever could have that would support my birth plan. I have a birth plan that me and my husband typed up because that's what our class encouraged us to do. Um, I will make sure that there's no other changes that I really want to make to it and I will just send that over again for this baby so they have it on file and they can refer to it, all the nurses. And um, not once was I ever asked for an epidural, any of that. Um, It wasn't really something that they, yeah, they just knew it wasn't on my plan and I wasn't really in a a place of um, I think them feeling like they really really needed to ask me and maybe they asked my husband and he said no I don't know Um, sometimes it was some of those things you need to talk to the husband about it because I'm not interested in talking (laughs) and um, so yeah it's a lot of just telling them how you want it to go and if things need to be readdressed then of course you can tell them great what are our options can you give us a minute to talk about it in private? And that's all you got to say. Like if they're concerned of something, you know, we had that when Juliet was two weeks late. We had a lot of things going on and it was just like a struggle. But they were so willing to work with me and and it, it turned out just fine. <laughs> Eventually it just turned out just fine. And I did not need to have any interventions. But they did put me, they did put me um, across the hall from the c-section uh room apparently like where it would be like super quick to get me there if needed which is kind of I guess what they were planning I don't know so I plan for what I plan on and if things got to go a different route then we will reroute as best as we can um with the resources and the knowledge that we have um so with my first two my water broke at home and I labored at home for a majority of the labor. And then I birthed at the hospital. After that, we got there within time. Um, my second was born 30 minutes of us getting to the hospital. So that was a little... I mean, honestly, if I could redo any of them, it would be that one. It would be that one. Um, we were cutting it a little close, just, you know, getting there and all that and getting my midwife there on time. She said she was going like 90 on the freeway when she got <laughs> she got there. <laughs> Um, and this midwife actually retired um, just before Juliet was born, so I, I miss her. But um, we have another one, and she is she's wonderful. Um, and so, where was it going with that? Okay, so two water breaks, and then had the, had the contractions and, and the baby after that. And then Juliet, I needed my membranes stripped at 42 weeks. That was my first form of intervention, we'll call it, I was willing to do. And um, that did start to spark some contractions that day. And I ended up just laboring the entire time at the hospital because they were concerned of sending me home, 
all these things and I was like fine keep me here (laughs) keep me in jail no I just I knew that I stalled out because I wasn't able to be at home in my natural environment so it just felt long and I like checked myself in all by myself and then Alex came like an hour or two later after my you know kids were all taken care of and he got packed up and got to the hospital but they let me do my thing they knew I mean I was a hot mess I was crying I was like I don't do this I usually labor at home and they were probably thinking I was just bonkers but they're like lady you're 42 weeks pregnant we just want the baby out of you but it's like I mean we had an ultrasound done at 41 weeks and uh I mean each each of my kids is a story um I could do a podcast on each kid but um my third Juliet when when there was concern I'm like we can do a growth ultrasound at 41 weeks we can check to make sure there's enough fluid amniotic fluid we can make sure things are okay we're willing to do that even though I don't normally do extra ultrasounds and everything looked great everything looked just fine and she's like everything looks fine and then she says but we'd really like you to not be pregnant anymore (laughs) and we're like okay but you just said everything's everything's okay still well then we're just we're gonna go home like that's nice but uh, you know just because you want the baby again their timetable and what they think um my body just wasn't ready I went a whole nother week and it was like okay you can strip my membranes and let's see what happens from there um so labored the entire time at the hospital rather than at home with Juliet so my hope and plan would be to labor at home for a good chunk of the time that's needed um, and get to the hospital in time, (laughs) obviously. And um, yeah, that that is typically how it goes. We've got the birth ball. Uh, Sometimes, like when my water broke with the boys, um, I went on a walk afterwards. I think I took a shower. I made sure to eat something. Like I knew it was coming. And then, you know, now I'm like, are the contractions going to come first or is my water going to break first? Like, I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen because it's not very common for a woman's water to break before anything really happens. So I'm kind of left here wondering how my body's going to respond to this one. Um, For some reason, I feel like because my water broke 20 minutes before Juliet was born, my third, and uh, I have a feeling that that might be a similar case sort of with this one so but again it's all different so if only it all came with like a manual and it was like this happens first then this then this then this I mean it would be very oh my gosh like what God was just what was he thinking when he was like I'm gonna you know women will bear children and they will birth children and it will never have any rhyme or reason. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. It's wild. It's wild. I I think about that often where I'm like, man, everyone's stories are different. But man, I love me a good birth story. So I am excited to see where this birth goes. So um, Alex is going to attend. My husband, he's going he's gonna to be there. He's my, my soul rock, my anchor. <laughs> Um, we will hang up probably birth affirmations that were made for me. Um, last baby, a bunch of women like color painted, um, like color painted, watercolored. Is that it? Yeah, watercolored a bunch of um, like um, note cards with different affirmations on them. 
So we're going to hang those up again. Um, I really, you know, I'm starting to sit on the um, exercise ball more at night doing hip rolls and pelvic tilts and rolling out and just getting in more of a relaxed position. Sometimes I have to go in an inverted position because I just have so much pressure down there um, and I just need to have a release. I mean, I'm sleeping with my body pillow. Sleep is sometimes just not like my favorite thing. It takes me a while to fall asleep and then if I wake up to go to the bathroom, then it takes me a while to fall back asleep. Um, But yeah, I my plan is for sure just like start to really get my pelvis in a position that allows baby to get in position so a lot of opening and mobility and then um just focusing on more rest some relaxation you know but still moving my body getting in some squats and some walking and just you know maybe just not lifting as heavy which is totally fine I don't need to um and just really just preparing my body for what it's going to go through and my mind I'm also super excited because I did ask my mom if she would like to attend Um, because of like COVID stuff when I had Juliet there wasn't really anyone allowed other than like your spouse and maybe one other visitor and and it just it seemed complicated and just all of the things Um, and prior to that it was just me and Alex that were there so I'm just really excited my mom was very honored and I'm excited to give her that opportunity to attend and witness a a real birth so I better put on a good show right (laughs) no um no I'm really excited uh you know I wouldn't ask her if if I didn't feel like I had that relationship because you got to be in the zone you got to feel comfortable with who's around and because you're doing your thing and uh it ain't really uh pretty the whole time (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah I at the hospital you know I've asked for the birth ball the squat bar a peanut ball um I've got I got in the tub with my first one but they don't let you in the hospital birth in the tub which is fine I don't I don't need that um but it definitely helps me relax through some contractions for a while and um yeah it's it's definitely a big mental and physical moment and I go in and out of like I don't think I can do it again and then I'm like what are you kidding you can do it you totally can it's not a big deal it'll be over before you know it (laughs) it's a real mind game guys um but I know that I have Alex who always be like okay why don't you try this remember this because sometimes we get in our head and you need someone there to like push and remind you of your options um, so I still got a pack of hospital bag. I've pulled out the cute newborn clothes cause that's the fun part, but honestly, I'm just going to throw some nightgowns and nursing bras and yoga pants and whatnot in, in a bag, <sighs> call it good and, uh, throw in my electrolytes and, um, I don't know, I feel like I'm craving like dried mangoes. So I better go pick myself up a bag of dried mangoes because <clears throat> there was a point when I got dehydrated and with my third pregnancy and I needed IV fluids. So they had to hook me up because I, I wasn't hooked up to anything because I told them like, I'm not taking anything. So I don't want to be hooked up and just so you have access to me, like not interested. <laughs> if I need to be accessed at some point, then we can talk about it. So that was a point. Um, where I was definitely not in transition, I was definitely dehydrated. And um, 
someone noticed that when heart rates and things were weird with me. I was like, I felt sick. I felt ill. Baby's heart rate was high. Um, they were getting nervous. And so they hooked me up just to some fluids, flushed my body with that. I drank a ton of, you know, I had electrolytes and then I started eating, um, mangoes or something and, uh, everything leveled off and I came back to like a normal state. Um, and so, yeah, just packing the snacks and the things that I want and, um, yeah, so not, not too, too many other things. Uh, maybe a couple of things for, oh, that's right. I probably should. Some of the things I'm not super fond of using for like the post baby, like, um, they give you like a spray for down there <laughs> and, um, like witch hazel pads and all of the things. So I got to look and see what I have because I got to, I got to find those and throw those in my bag. I am reminding myself right now. Um, but yes, the goal is really just to approach this again with the natural um, mindset and, you know, just the beauty of the hormones and the endorphins that get to be experienced with no interventions and no, no blocks of any of that because of drugs or um, whatever, you know. And, and of course, women are free to do what they want and um and it can still have amazing births I love that um for me I just I've learned so much and know so much that I feel that um I don't I want the least amount of things else in my body I want everything as rich and full of potential as possible when birthing this baby and having the immediate skin to skin contact afterwards I don't want a baby to have the bath I don't want you rubbing anything off I wait till the cord is done being pulsed to cut it. I don't need my baby hooked up to its cord for days. It's not, I don't need that, <laughs> but like wait till it's done pulsing and then you can cut it. But like skin to skin, all of the things, you know, then the bonding with nursing is so much better. And I'm, I'm alert and I'm not, you know, all the things like it just, it, it feels it's rich. It's a very rich experience, I think, when and rewarding. Either way, it's rewarding. It's intense. It's intense, no matter what. And um, yeah, I have to welcome the contractions. Uh, one of the mantras that I really focus on is I relax, I release, I open. And um, that is something that I'm really excited to just really embrace. I'm nervous to embrace it again as well. But it's, yeah, it's a, it's a wild experience. If you've never given birth but are going to, you are going to do amazing. But you have to remember to surround yourself with the right tools, resources. People are going to speak encouragement into you rather than fear. Um, don't, don't scare yourself. <laughs> because, man, they didn't have all these things back then. And kids were birthed. Kids were birthed. And such rich healthy children and moms that had good bonds with their children um, with nursing that went well and health and vitality and postpartum recovery like everything it wasn't obviously glitz and glamour for all of it and yeah there was a lot of stuff that um, the medical world wasn't prepared for that we are now which is amazing and I love that um, but I'm giving you a perspective on my end of how to still be able to navigate the, the medical world while choosing to do it 
less medically. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, just really, they let me birth, they let me do my thing. Um, they, you know, I'll let them check heart rates every now and again, but most of the time I'm like, I don't really want to be hooked up to the heart rate monitor. There's really, really no point. You'll know when I'm, uh, you know, not myself anymore and we're ready to welcome this baby. So um, I hope, you know, this gave some insight or just some encouragement and just, I don't know, I know some people just get excited when they've been following somebody like, oh my gosh, their birth is coming or they're having their baby. I can't wait to hear their story. And so I just wanted to give you an overview of like, you know, where I'm at and how I approach birth and um, what I've done in the past and, and my goals now. So obviously, you know, stay tuned. Pray that, you know, things can go the way they normally have. And, you know, that is our hope and prayer as well. But um, we are, we're always open-minded and we're always willing to have a conversation about things that maybe it needs to look different or change. And um, let's just pray that this baby's not two weeks late. <laughs> I don't think that will be the case. Um, but I'm just, I'm so excited and nervous to be here. Um, so close to the finish line um, because I know just the the intenseness to get to that ultimate peace at the end that reward it's gonna make me cry um and every every mom your story is beautiful and you're so strong no matter the route and the method that you take like getting I mean (laughs) having children bearing them for nine months and then bringing them into this world however it needs to happen is incredible and our bodies and our minds and our emotions go through insane things it's insane um and being in you know more of the natural birth mindset and space you know just learning so much of um how much power that can have and healing um just speaks volumes because there is a difference and you just have to choose what you want and there's and I'm not here to tell you it's right or wrong but I want you to be informed and I want you to do your research and talk to people um, rather than just you know what you see on tv and what you hear doctors say and then you're instilled with fear or think that you have to follow a certain like you have no say like that's ultimately it like you feel like you have no say and you are bound to the way babies are supposed to be brought into the world via doctors, OBs, like all of this. Like I met with the first, I just picked one online when I first found out I was pregnant with my first. I was just like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Sure, this lady looks nice. Watched a little two-minute clip of her online. Picked her. And after the first meeting with her, I looked at Alex and I was like, no, she's not the one. I will never meet with her again. You are free to interview you are free to find an OB that you like. You're free to find a midwife. Um, they work in hospital settings for sure. There are birthing centers. You can look at birthing at home. It, there are so many options these days. Um, so I have that really neat opportunity um, just to show people that it can be done in a hospital setting. And again, I had to let go of that like stigma of like people were like, I'm surprised you're not doing a home birth. Like, I know. I Me too. Like, you and me both. But... I had to really lay that down and be like, okay, my husband is a little fearful of the home birth thing, even though he knows like I could do it. I'm a great candidate for it. We're also in the midst of tax season. Anything new on our plate during this time is stressful, like super new. 
and, and birthing a baby and a life on the line, that's with doing a home birth for the first time, that I didn't want to put that on him either. Um, also, we've been able to have a wonderful experience in the hospital every single time. So why, why not? If it were like fighting every single time with them, okay, maybe we would seriously consider it. But if they've actually been willing to work with our birth plan and be respectful of it and we can talk with them and they work with us where it's not just us being told what to do and, you know, all of this. Um, and we, and you know, we're able to have, you know, the outcome that we're desiring. Um, then I was like, you know what? We're just, we're going to keep it as is. <laughs> we still live by this amazing hospital that, has worked so well with us. I love the nurses there, by the way. The nurses are wonderful. Alex has loved them. They are great. So no complaints here. Would I love a home birth? Absolutely. Would totally do it. I have so many friends that do. Um, but yeah, that's just not in my, my wheelhouse, um, right now. So, um, and also, uh, like, because we have a son with, uh, medical needs it's an insurance thing too where it's like it just makes sense financially with where things line up and deductibles and all of the things and I'm like you know what yeah I get it let's just roll with it and um so I think I can provide a really neat perspective and viewpoint of I'm not being mean or like I don't know fighting with the hospital or my 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 midwife or anything like I've never had that it's just we're we're more like being vocal we're being vocal we're asking the questions we're asking for alternatives we're asking could we have more time to think about it like we're just learning to use our voice more and I think that's just what women need to do if you feel that that's something you want and some some women just don't care that's fine whatever like but when you don't know you don't know and so the more and more information that gets out there like this the more and more people will dig, they will do research, they will find out, oh, that's why that happened, or oh, that makes sense because of this. And it's, you know, there's so many domino effects. Once you do one intervention, it leads to the next, and then to the next, and, you know, all of the things. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just here to share my story. I cannot wait to share. Um, now that I have a podcast platform, like an immediate follow-up to um, my birth, and, um, you know, what, what that looks like. So just, uh, going to wait to see whether or not the contractions happen on their own or if they're going to come after my water breaks. <laughs> Hopefully my mom can be here in time to witness it all as well. We're going to, she's like an hour away. So we're going to have to line that up, um, well, so she can, she can be there, um, you know, laboring as much as I can. So I'm, I'm breathing through contractions. I'm resting, in between them and when the patterns start to pick up is when we're gonna pop into the hospital um and be ready and um you know different positions is really the goal is movement it's not to sit still in bed it's it's movement so I'm moving around I'm walking I'm squatting I'm rocking on the ball I'm I'm leaning over and I'm swaying my hip side to side Alex is applying pressure um you know and then you know when the moment comes your body's just gonna be like I you know, I remember telling the nurse last time, I was like, I think she forgot that I didn't have any 
epidural like I felt it all she was like just keep breathing and I was like that's all I am doing I can't stop pushing you better get somebody in here now you better get my midwife in here because this baby's coming she's like don't you know just breathe don't push and I was like I'm sorry like my body is uncontrollably doing this not I'm sorry but like in my head like you're crazy lady my body literally cannot stop what it's doing um so your body just it just knows and so you know, I'm not here to force my body to do anything um, until there would be a point of emergency and concern. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to to have another story and to welcome a new baby into this world and to have that sweet bond and moment with um, my husband again and working working together um, to have that to have that bond and that moment um, as we welcome our fourth child into the world. So I really appreciate you listening. If you have questions, I mean, just message me. Um, Email me. You've got me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, Just, yeah, whatever questions or if you need resources, um, I will, I'll see what I can come up with. Maybe I'll uh, tap or pop some things down in the the show notes here um, of this husband coach birth, a couple maybe like sites that you can refer to to look and research for midwives or um, where to find a class for this Bradley method that you can take um, in your area. There's a way that you can like search locally to see if there's a teacher um, because that might be something that you want to explore. Maybe a couple resources that I have clung to. But really just want to empower you. Um, so if you know, if you yourself are, you know, expecting or want children or you have someone close to you that is expecting um, or even wants children, like it would mean so much if you shared this episode. And again, like there's going to be a follow-up here, um, you know, within the month um, or two whenever I'm ready to share the share the journey um, of the birth with you all. Um, I'm excited for that and you can share that with with them and uh, it would mean so much to me. So thank you for sharing this time. I know we talked for a long time, but thank you so much for sharing this time with me in this space and um, just means so much to have you here. If you haven't had a chance to leave a review um, or a rating for the show, that is one way that this is going to get into the eyes and ears of more and more people they'll see it they'll listen to it uh and I want to make you know I want us to make that impact in the world together and that's only with your help it's a free way to support the show so if um you just go ahead and scroll down um on the apple itunes app here on my show you can hit um write a review or leave a rating or whatever just pop it in there um leave your honest rating and review I I appreciate them all and um, tag me in your stories if you screenshot this and share it or whatever um just it goes a long way so appreciate you guys and we will chat soon bye